Good morning. Good morning, House Chair. Good morning, Mashobo. Good morning, House Chair. Thank you very much. Good morning. This was also a test to see whether I'm audible. Thank you very much. Uh, honorable members, I welcome all members who have logged in to the official mini plenary session. There will now be an opportunity for silent prayer or meditation. Thank you. Honorable members, before we proceed, I would like to remind you that the virtual mini plenary is deemed to be in the precinct of parliament and constitute a meeting of the National Assembly for debating purposes only. In addition to the rules of visual sittings, the rules of the National Assembly, including the rules of debate, apply. Members enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in a sitting of the National Assembly. Members should equally note that anything said in the virtual platform is deemed to have been said to the House and may be ruled upon. All members who have logged in shall be considered to be present and are requested to mute their microphones and only unmute when recognized to speak. This is because the mics are very sensitive and will pick up noise which might disturb the attention of the other members. When recognized to speak, please unmute your microphone and connect your video. Members may make use of the icons on the bar at the bottom of their screens, which has an option that allows a member to put up his or her hand to raise points of order. The Secretariat will assist in alerting the chairperson to members requesting to speak. When using the visual system, members are urged to refrain or desist from unnecessary points of order or interjections. Well, we shall now proceed to the order, which is debate on vote number 38, tourism appropriation bill. I now call to the podium, the Minister of, uh, all right, sorry about that. Yes, now call upon uh, the podium, the Minister, the, the Honorable Minister of Tourism. Honorable Minister. Thank you very much, Honorable House Chairperson. Let me acknowledge the Deputy Minister of Tourism, Honorable Fish Mathalela, Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee, um, Chairperson Supra Mahumapelu, together with all members of the Portfolio Committee, members of the South African Tourism Board, led by Chairperson Dube, Director General of the Department of Tourism, CEO of South African Tourism, and Senior Managers of both the Department and SAT, tourism stakeholders, honorable members, ministers, colleagues who have joined us, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> it has been more than a year since COVID-19 was declared a global pandemic and life has never been the same. Throughout this period, South Africans have shown solidarity, resilience, 
and courage in fighting against the pandemic. It is befitting that our government has declared this year the year of Charlotte Matlake as we mark 150th anniversary of her birth. Mama Matlake was the epitome of courage, resilience, selflessness, and sacrifice. She stood up against colonialism and gender discrimination when all odds were stacked against her, not only because she was black, but also because she was a working class woman. As we continue to fight against the social economic effects of the pandemic, we can draw inspiration from this icon of a struggle of, for freedom and gender equality. The devastation caused by COVID-19 pandemic in the tourism sector and the wider economy has brought into sharp focus the triple challenges of poverty, unemployment and inequality. For us to confront these challenges, we need to respond to the call made by President Cyril Ramaphosa in his 2021 State of the Nation address when he said, I quote, People of South Africa, it is your country that calls on you to rise, unquote. Honorable members, from the time of level five hardcore lockdown last year, the road to recovery for the tourism sector has been a rocky one. It has been characterized by stops and starts in accordance with the waves of the pandemic. However, we are pleased to report that despite all the difficulties, the recovery has been on an upward trajectory. Our programs and efforts in, the financial, in this financial year are aimed at sustaining this trajectory. During lockdown, our sector also significantly benefited from the temporary employer-employee relief scheme, TES in short, established to provide financial relief to employees during the COVID-19 through the UIF by the Department of Employment and Labor. Working together with TBCSA, we were able to arrange for a special dispensation such that tourism businesses could apply for TES through TBCSA, and this was efficient and effectively distributed. To support small enterprises, the department allocated 200 million for the Tourism Relief Fund, which paid 4,000 enterprises an amount of 50,000 each. Although the scheme was unsuccess unsuccessfully challenged by AfriForum and Solidarity as racially exclusive, we received heartening feedback from beneficiaries, both black and white. In response to this as well, we have been able to receive feedback where people were saying they are glad they did not listen to the nearsayers, they applied for the fund and they were supported. In response to the plight of tourism guides who were not eligible to apply for UIF, we established the Tourism Guide Relief Fund. About 4,650 qualifying freelancing tourist guides were paid an amount of just under 17 million within this financial year that we come from. This was at 1,500 per guide for three months, and this 1,500 was paid per month. Honorable members and ladies and gentlemen, domestic marketing campaign was led by myself and the deputy minister across all nine provinces, which we undertook to showcase variety of experiences, attractions and establishments. Some of the establishments have already given us feedback about how these campaigns have boosted their businesses. An example is Euphoria Golf and Lifestyle Estate, which is also black owned in Limpopo have informed us that since our visit, they have been experiencing 90% occupancy. This we visited last year around October from November until now as we went just after Easter. This is the feedback we got. Gauteng-based entrepreneur, Joey Khanyaho, many of you would have started to see, has informed us that her picnic in a bubble business has grown from strength to strength since the exposure afforded to this product. 
due to increased demand, Joey is working on franchising a business and also to expand across the SADC region. These are efforts that must be commended. Honorable members and ladies and gentlemen, our partnership with the private sector throughout this COVID-19 period has grown from strength to strength and has yielded tangible results. We have been working closely with organizations such as South African Township and Village Tourism Association, in short, Satovito and TBCSA. Working together with TBCSA, we were able to get workers in the sector to be recognized as front line workers who shall also be prioritized for the next phase of vaccine which is within the phase two rollout which was opened yesterday furthermore benefits of the partnership with the industry was that we were able to work together and make our case for the early reopening of our industry from interprovincial travel to attractions and tours accommodations, restaurants, casino, business events to international travel, amongst others. All this were made possible through carefully considered industry protocols and ministerial directions based on available scientific advice. To this end, I would like to express my appreciation to the industry and colleagues in all spheres of government for working together to achieve the green shoots we are seeing in the tourism sector. Honorable members, tourism is tourism sector is one of the critical intervention areas that have been identified in the economic reconstruction and recovery plan as key driver of the economic reconstruct economic recovery in the country sorry to elaborate on the actions that will be undertaken in the tourism sector to support the recovery the department together with the private sector and other stakeholders work together to develop the tourism sector recovery plan the plan is anchored on three interlinked pillars or strategic themes protecting and rejuvenating supply, reigniting demand, and strengthening enabling capabilities for long-term sustainability. The plan outline, outlines a set of, sorry, the plan outlines a set of actions, timelines of implementation of each action, and the allocation of each action to an implementing agent. The main focus of our program in this financial year will be on the implementation of the tourism sector recovery plan. Accordingly, our budget allocation in the respective programs within the department and the entity, SAT, was done in line with actions outlined in the tourism sector recovery plan. For the financial year 2021 and 2022, the department's budget allocation amounts to about 2.4 billion rands, of which 1.2 billion rands is for transfers to SAT. Honorable members, protecting and rejuvenating supply entails, amongst others, the support for the protection of core tourism infrastructure and assets. And our program has been designed to make this a reality. Our total infrastructure commitment is just under 700 million over a five-year period. To date, an amount of 270 million of the funds have been made available to DBSA, who serves as the implementing agent for the department's infrastructure program a further 222 million has been made but has been made available for this financial year as a budget for implementing going forward during the medium term the destination development program will continue with the implementation of tourism infrastructure maintenance program of state-owned assets in order to protect and rejuvenate tourism supply the focus of this work is on improving and upgrading sites 
of heritage significance, including liberation heritage, national parks, botanical gardens, as well as rural and township precincts. To this end, we have prioritized the implementation of just over 100 tourism infrastructure in initiatives across the country with a further 30 community-based projects. And this work is largely funded through our Working for Tourism expanded programs and is spread across all provinces, especially focusing on rural and small therapies as the portfolio committee has urged us. Honorable members, as the department, we have responded on the growing sense of unease amongst the previously disadvantaged communities emanating from the slow progress of transformation of the economy, most visibly in the tourism sector. We have adopted an approach premised on the assumption that transformation of the economy is a collective responsibility that has been embraced by all South Africans. Our government has a responsibility to transform the economy and to create an inclusive non-racial society in which South Africans share equitable in the wealth of our country. In this effort, we shall not be deterred. In order to accelerate the transformation of the trans tourism sector and stimulate investment and resource mobilization, the following programs will be implemented. While some successes have been recorded in the implementation of the Tourism Transformation Fund, which is admin administered in partnership with the National Empowerment Fund, it will be restructured in response to the feedback we've received from entrepreneurs on their experience with the fund in its current form. We are currently redesigning the fund to be more efficient and more accessible to entrepreneurs, and we'll be making an announcement in the coming weeks. The fund is capitalized to the tune of 77 million, sorry, to the tune of 77 million rands from its initial amount of 120 million after about 43 million of successful application. In January this year, honorable members will remember that we launched the Tourism Equity Fund, a dedicated fund designed to provide a combination of debt finance and grant funding to facilitate equity acquisition as well as new project development in the tourism sector by enterprises with 51% black ownership. The combined value of the tourism inter equity fund at just over 1.2 billion, inclusive of debt of small enterprise finance agency and its commercial banking partner. However, the processing of the application has been interdicted by the court following an application against the fund by Afri Forum and Solidarity. Once again, the efforts to transform the economy to make it more inclusive is being frustrated. As I've already said, we shall not be deterred in this effort. Our lawyers are studying the reasons given for the interdict and also the response shall be provided in this regard. In order to increase participation of the SMMEs in the tourism sector for inclusive economic growth, the department will expand incubation program to support tourism youth-owned SMMEs. This will include business support and development through the addition of the Tourism Tech Incubator in partnership with the Technology Innovation Agency and the Tour Operators Incubator will be implemented in this financial year. In addition, honorable members and ladies and gentlemen, to understanding the devastating of our economy, devastating impact of COVID-19 on our economy, we have to be able to understand the flow, what it has exposed as the four lines of gender equality in our country. Women are the most negatively affected by the pandemic, both as caregivers and as the most economically disadvantaged sector of our society. This makes the issue of gender mainstreaming more urgent than ever before. 
It therefore stands to reason that gender mainstreaming should be integral to the initiatives outlined in the tourism sector recovery plan. The results of this approach shall be increased participation of women at all levels of the tourism sector. In this regard, we will proceed with the ex- our executive leadership program, which this year will recruit 40 women for uh, empowerment and grooming in terms of executive leadership uh, program in partnership with UNISA. In our UN WTO Women in Tourism program, assessment of needs of women in tourism was done in Vembe and Mopani districts as our pilot site. This was to prepare for pa- prototype interventions, which will benchmark the approaches to support women in tourism in rural areas globally. This financial year, we will implement leadership and skills development, supply development, SMME development programs to enhance the meaningful participation of women in the tourism sector. Ladies and gentlemen, the second pillar of the tourism sector recovery plan that will receive our attention so that we can tip the scales in favor of the recoveries to reignite demand. There has been a paradigm shift in tourism demand since the start of the pandemic from international to domestic travel. In this past financial year, the modest income the sector earned was mainly derived from the increase in domestic travel. In view of that, domestic marketing efforts will be intensified in this financial year. The department, together with SAT, in partnership with the private sector, will undertake several domestic marketing campaigns. This will include marketing of various attractions, deal-driven campaigns, and digital engagements aimed at reaching South Africans of all ages, races, and classes. The private sector, through our partnership, is beginning to respond to our call for the introduction of dual pricing system, one for South Africans and one for international travelers. This will ensure that attractions are more accessible to South Africans. We call on all establishments and attractions to heed this call, make our attractions and establishment accessible, accessible to South Africans. Ladies and gentlemen, South African tourism has revised its marketing and investment framework developed in partnership with the tourism industry. In total, 24 markets or countries were identified for prioritization, segmented into 16 for growth and eight for defending. These are markets that we've already operated and others are earmarked as watch list. These 24 prioritized markets accounted for 92% of all international trips in 2019. Our international campaign will be bolstered by our continued participation in multilaterals and other forums such as the AU, WTTC, G20, World Economic Forum, and UNWTO. This will provide South Africa with opportunity to learn and share experiences in terms of global recognized protocols to enable safe travel and rebuild traveler confidence. We'll intensify our cooperation efforts with neighboring countries in the SADC region and work towards a regional value proposition and the implementation of a SADC tourism program. To support the recovery of the MICE sector, we have done the following. 55 bids for international meetings, incentives, conventions, and exhibitions were submitted for the period of 2020 to 2025. The 55 bid submissions have a combined estimated economic impact of 899 million and may potentially attract 30,521 international and regional delegates to South Africa between 2022 and 2025. Thus far, South Africa has won 16 of these bids 
submitted and for this financial year with a 29% conversion rate. The secured business events will contribute 296 million to South Africa's economy between 2022 and 2025 and thus attract almost 10,000 international and regional delegates. The South African National Convention Bureau invested 23 million in bid submissions through its bid support program to attract business events linked with the national government's developmental priorities. Honorable members, as part of the work of strengthening enabling capability for long-term sustainability, which is the third pillar of our plan, work is underway to reform our visa and immigration regime and to if affect, sorry, to also to see the full rollout of e-visas to visitors from China, India, Nigeria, Kenya, and 10 other countries. And this work is led by the Department of Home Affairs. As you would remember, honorable members, last year we appointed seven member advisory panel comprising of experts with diverse knowledge in the sector and the economy to review all our existing policies, provide guidance, to the Minister on new policy proposals. The panel will, in the end, hand over a new comprehensive and overarching tourism policy framework to guide the sector in the 21st century. The panel has progressed in its work such that they will soon be submitting a draft policy document and they are scheduled to complete their work by August 2021. The process of matching Marketing entities, which was approved by cabinet, is imminent, and the relevant departments are seized with the process. Major processes will include multiple factors that require a meticulous planning and implementation. The work of the SAT or the South African Tourism will not be disrupted or interrupted by this process, and efforts will be made to ensure that there is minimal disruption. In light of this important work that needs to happen in terms of the measure, the term of the current board of SAT has been extended by another 12 months period. And honorable members need to know that the process of recruiting a new board has been put on hold. Honorable members, to put the economy on a growth tra trajectory, to get the tourism sector on a sustainable path, to recover, sorry, to sustainable path to recovery, will only be achieved through the coming together of all social partners to work hand in hand. More importantly, to create a transformed, inclusive economy can only be achieved when all of us appreciate and embrace the importance of healing the injustices of the past. In this spirit, we can draw inspiration from, words, from the words of Mama Charlotte Matleke, who understood the importance of selflessness and solidarity in pursuit of collective national goals for the betterment of society. She said, I quote, this work is not for yourself. Kill that spirit of self. Do not live above your people, but live with them. If you can rise, bring someone with you, unquote. House Chairperson, Honorable Members, ladies and gentlemen, I hereby table budget vote number 38 from the Department of Tourism together with priorities for the financial year 2020-2021, Nakens. Thank you very much, Honorable Minister. Uh, the next speaker is from the ANC, Honorable S.O. Arma Humapelo.
Honorable Presiding Relevant Modula School. Honorable Presiding House Chairperson. Honorable members of the last line of defense on oversight. Honorable members of the Tourism Portfolio Committee. The Honorable Minister Kubai and Deputy Minister Mashalela. The Chair and members of the South African Tourism Board. Honorable members embedded in the historical mission of the African National Congress to create a non-racial South Africa is its resoluteness in approach. Every budget such as the one we are processing today, vote 38, for tourism is a necessary and deliberate instrument in the hands of the African National Congress to advance further the historical cause of the people to create a non-racial South Africa. It is therefore important for all and sundry to know that the historical strategic mission by the ANC to create a non-racial South Africa has to find deliberate expression in how we use the budget for this important purpose. Honorable members, we say this because the ANC has to contend with unending created obstacles as it seeks to achieve this non-racial South Africa. The context of the global COVID-19 has made the economic situation more complex. The never sufficient 7.4 billion rand MTEF is appreciated. Funding for the 21-22 budget of 2.4 billion is not enough, but it's appreciated. The 200 million tourism relief fund supporting 4,000 enterprises is appreciated. We appreciate the synchrony between the portfolio committee, the department and the tourism board in understanding that poverty, inequality and unemployment in South Africa is a permanent feature in the villages, the townships and the informal settlements and small dorpies. It is our belief and hope that gradually the budget allocation of the department in collaboration with the rest of the other departments shall accordingly tilt towards the villages, the townships, the informal settlements and small dorpies in order to intensify our collective onslaught on poverty, inequality, and unemployment. Because COVID-19 imposes a responsibility to have smaller events and hybrid approach, it is our view that this presents an opportunity to hold such events in the villages, the townships, the informal settlements, and the small dorpies. Both the South African Tourism and National Conventions Beru should look at this particular matter as a matter of agency. South Africa has approximately 500 small towns, and only three have been identified by the Department for Tourism business according to the annual performance plan. Going forward, this situation should be drastically changed for the better. Both the United Nations World Tourism Organization and the Tourism Sector Recovery Plan confirm that the recovery of the sector must be anchored on domestic tourism and we support this. We are in support of the intensification of the Tourism Transformation Fund and the Tourism Equity Fund as part of our transformation agenda.
The committee also believes firmly that the private sector has a huge role to play in advancing tourism. In this regard, we appreciate the regular interactions that take place between the Tourism Business Council led by Ntate Komani and the Portfolio Committee. The tourism sector remains one of the most untransformed in South Africa. We urge the Tourism BE Charter Council to move beyond the mere exercise of ticking transformation compliance boxes. They should be taking practical measures to ensure that the less than 2% tourism activities in both the villages and the townships is corrected. Whilst we agree and applaud the Department for developing a tourism recovery plan, it is clear that the recovery is likely to be the recovery of the economic status quo because the tourism sector in South Africa is almost an exclusive preserve of white people. The majority of black people in the sector continue to be employed as security guards, receptionists, tour guides, cleaners, drivers, etc., etc. The critical core of the strategic economic value chain related to tourism is in total control and ownership by white South Africans, and the example in this regard are in abundance. Almost 86% of South Africa's wealth is in the hands of 10% of our population. Car manufacturing and dealership transporting tourists in South Africa is white-owned. The food and beverage is enjoyed by tourists is white-owned. Banks giving credit for tourism business are white-owned. The insurance industry required in tourism is white-owned. Manufacturing of buses ferrying tourists is white-owned. Fuel consumed by cars and buses we use is white-owned. The manufacturing of bedding and linen in hotels and so on is white-owned. The land on which hotels are built and lodges is vastly white-owned. Security Fencing, electrical, and electronics in hotels and lodges is white-owned. Companies producing all the material used in building hotels, lodges, etc. is white-owned. We are emphasizing these practical examples, honorable members, to demonstrate the reality that our commitment as the ANC to build a South Africa that belongs to all who live in black and white faces a huge challenge of economic transformation. The economic status quo cannot be left unattended. Organizations such as AfriForum and Solidarity must understand that the ANC cannot and will never be a racist organization. What the ANC seeks to do is to attend to the injustices of our past as instructed by the preamble of the Constitution of the Republic. Yes, COVID-19 knows no color but its effects have a mere and more devastating impact on black people because a man-made and institutionalized system of apartheid colonialism was aimed at nothing else but the economic throttling, suffocation and suffering of especially black people. You will win some of the cases in courts regarding the transformation agenda but you will never erase the reality that white supremacists created an, an, an institutionalized basis for your economic superiority in this country. 
It is the view of our committee that maintenance and general upkeep of the existing tourism establishment is key. The safety and security and comfort of all tourists is key. We know that a lot of young people have been trained for entry into the hospitality sector and women, and we appreciate this. A deliberate initiative of immediate commencement, which we are suggesting, honorable members, is that uh, the entire government from provincial, local, national, must take a managerial decision to begin to hold our small meetings in the dining rooms of our people who are in the villages, the townships, and the small dorpies, so that there can be some revenue for them. In honoring mother of the Black Freedom in South Africa, Meshalot Matlake, our resoluteness to radical socioeconomic transformation must be intensified in all sectors of the economy. The attention we give to those who are poor and seeking to use tourism to defeat poverty must resemble the possession, the passion, and the commitment equivalent or more than the one, than, than the one displayed by Meshalot Matake in her social way. Honorable Chairperson, we move for the support and adoption of the budget. Realeboha. Are we making a Thank you very much. Uh, we now move to the next speaker, Honorable Defreitas from the DA. Thank you, uh, House Chairperson. At the International Tourism Day celebrations last year, the Minister of No Tourism, Minister Mamaloko Kubain Kobani, unbelievably stated that we had much to celebrate in tourism. Perhaps you could tell us exactly what there was and is to celebrate. We continue to be on the red list of a number of countries that are strategically important to us. These include the United Kingdom and Germany, for example. Stats SA released statistics on uh, tourism accommodation that revealed that income in the subsector had decreased by 57.7% compared to December 2019 with foreign arrivals decreasing by 81%. This means that there were 1.5 million arrivals in December 2019, but only 279,000 arrived on our shores a year later. Besides the, the pre-COVID negative image of the country, the year plus lockdown has only exacerbated it. Billions have been lost in the sector, as have hundreds of thousands of jobs. This has been admitted- My apologies, Chairperson. House Chairperson, uh, Honourable House Member. Chairperson, we are battling to hear Honourable Member. Oh, Honourable Defraitas, but I can hear him. I see. I can hear him loud and clear. Honourable Defraitas, are you okay where you are? Can yes, you hear? I, can you hear us? I, I can, can you hear. hear yes. Okay. And, thank you. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's the the Honourable Member who cannot hear well. Yes. Uh, Oh, okay, sort of that. Can you continue, Honorable Defreitas? Thank you, Chair. Um, um, I'll, I'll continue for where I was. Um, billions have been lost in the sector, has, has hundreds of thousands of jobs. And this has been admitted by government itself. Most of these losses have occurred within small and medium enterprises. Instead of focusing on real assistance for small and medium enterprises, we've had suffering the most 
uh, and who have indeed been suffering the most. Government provided only 200 million uh, tourism uh, fund relief for this sector. The 1.2 billion tourism equity fund, on the other hand, was created with the aim to improve participation of black South Africans in the tourism sector. However, this one dimensional government solution ensures that only a selected number of elites handpicked by government benefits. Creating a new tourism elite who have connections to the governing party will do little to grow and develop the tourism sector and create jobs. If government ensured that the basics were done, it would go much further than the limited elites that it will benefit from this extravagant assistance. Our tourism sector would grow faster and would ensure a more inclusive and growing sector if the various spheres of government improved and maintained uh, tourism infrastructure, tourism sites, and related infrastructure, such as the construction of a road accessible to um, hard to reach tourism sites, as well as access to water and electricity to these tourism attractions. By doing this, more people will be able to participate in the tourism sector without reliance of government funding, which based on government's performance will be pilfered, lost by corruption and maladministration, or distributed to those within the inner circle of the ANC. Incentives such as training incentives for entrance to the sector and tax incentives as a relief to those hard hit during lockdown would go much further. Our tourism sector will only pick up um, until there is effective COVID vaccine rollout, which would ensure that local and international travelers feel safe against the virus. Tourists also need to know that they are safe from a crime and security perspective. What the sector now needs is stability and policy consistency, as these are the main criteria used by most of our greatest tourism markets. This will ensure that tourists from all over the world would come flooding back to our shores, which will allow the sector to rebuild and jobs to be created again. The current state of the world means South Africa is in competition with other destinations that will work hard to attract much needed and overdue tourism. As a result, we have to be more attractive convenient and interesting, so the tourists will make our country their destination of choice. I thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Member Freitas. The next speaker is from the EFF, the Honorable Muteka. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Muteka. Thank you, Chairperson. Okay. EFF is here to reject the budget vote 38. Chairperson, if the country needed any live demonstration of a person who has no clue of what her responsibilities entail, then we shall look no further than the Minister of Tourism. A few days ago, the Minister posted on Twitter that she will be hosting a cooking show with, with the well-renowned socialists purportedly as one of the of, of her groundbreaking interventions to promote tourism in this country. She did this while thousands of people have lost their jobs in the hospitality sector as, as a result of COVID-19 pandemic. As they, as, as they cried for their jobs, the minister was making her nails far away from them, not concerned at all with, with the crisis facing tourism in this country. But the problems facing the industry predated the COVID, COVID pandemic era. 
as far back as 2019. Stat SA reported that there was a dramatic decline in the number of people visiting South Africa pre-COVID-19. These are results of a multi, multi, multiplicity of factors, but at the, at the center of which was government incompetence, such as the intelligent unabridged birth certificate requirements for traveling parents with children. The performance of the sector during the period of COVID-19 lockdowns has led to heavy load on the shoulder of those dependent on the sector. There has been no innovation on the side of the government to save jobs and create localized activities to sustain the sector. The department has done very less to promote local tourism, little to provide relief for both workers and, and employers during the period, and done absolutely nothing to table a survival strategy for the industry, taking into account that the fact that we must adapt to living with COVID. Today, the bulk of this sector is still dominate, dominated and owned by white people. They own the lodges, the hotels, nature reserves, BNBs, and they employ black people and exploit them, pay them peanuts as wages. This department has developed no new tourism establishments in, in the townships, villages, and, and, and small towns under Minister Kubai. They think cooking shows with celebrities will somehow restore the country's tourism potential. There's, there's been no innovation around township tourism, no plans to boost heritage tourism. And when we speak about heritage tourism, we speak about African-centered heritage, heritage that appreciates and celebrates King Shwesh, celebrates King's Cuckoo, celebrates King Hinza, celebrates King Shaka and, and others. And, the, and there are various roles they played in shaping this country and fighting against colonialism. On the court case, Minister, don't be afraid of those coward little anti-transformation groupings called Solidarity and Africa Forum. We don't, we don't fear them. Implement radical transformation with, without fear or favor and don't ever scare. They are too little to scare us. Thank you very much. We reject this budget. Thank you, Honorable Moteka. From uh, IFT. Honorable Sutola. Uh, honorable Chairperson, honorable members, the COVID-19 pandemic has not left South Africa and the third wave is, according to the reports, marching toward us as expected. When government announced it would roll out the vaccine, we continue to place false hope in their resolve to provide us with efficient and professional services. However, it seems that the, the only thing that the ruling party does well is write letters of suspension to one another. And when they suspended the vaccine rollout, 
our hope of opening up tourism fell true. Tourism in South Africa must protect our cultural heritage and also encourage tourism that is white class, white class so as to continuously bring visitors to our country with various areas of interest. We accepted the demand of COVID-19 forced us to cautiously allow visitors to our land, but the industry is suffering with few to no tourists. Big tourist attraction that would usually bring in the majority of international visitors are seeing an adverse changing to our business operation due to lack of progress in securing our national against COVID-19. There is a huge lock-on effect with each and every individual who loses a job and then can no longer contribute to sustainable household income. The IFP is under no illusion as to the so-called grand plans for the doom turnaround strategy that the ruling party will be lamenting for the next 10 years. Good decision and action were required now for these sectors to avoid further declines in revenue and sustainability. These departments must start at grassroots level and provide sufficient business support through training to municipality officials to encourage and stimulate the local communities. The budget talks of supporting supply chains, yet those very startups and transformative companies that offer supply chains to rural areas have been under threat since last year. The IV believes that certain measures should be taken to encourage more representative ownership of the tourism industry at the micro level, in particular innovative partnership with communities, both urban and rural, must be encouraged and incentives be required. Not so long ago, tourism contributed about $272 billion to our economy each year, but now we are watching this kind of revenue disappear. Even this dwindling revenue, the IFP support, the committee's committee call to prioritize the villages, townships, and small dobies. The IFP proposed the targeted supply of such measures, especially for the enhancement of small, medium, and micro enterprises. In the industry, tax incentive, access to loan finance, deregulations and other incentives may play a significant role in stimulating new enterprises. At the very last, the IFP believes that tourism enterprises should be given the same status as manufacturing enterprises, finally. The department need to work on a plan for better communication and market, marketing of rural tourism. The need of rural tourism is a hindrance to our economy as there is a large market that remains untapped. Rural tourism needs to be at the top of the agenda, especially when promoting local traveling. The IFP very cautiously support the budget. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, uh, F -F plus. 
the Honorable Funabalt, you're the next speaker. Honorable Chairperson, the tourism sector is one of those sectors that do not only cut across worlds, but it's also the responsibility of all spheres of government. The tourism sector is also dependent on most government departments like that of corporate governance, police, trade and industry, with a lot of emphasis on the Department of Health and so much more. The tourism sector is seen as one that cuts across all cultures, religious, sports, arts and history. The effect of COVID-19 can be seen by a tourism 2020 report that confirms a drop in the volume of tourists in South Africa from 10.2 million in 2019 to 2.8 million in 2020, a decrease of 72.6%. Therefore, it's a loss of 94 billion rand to the tourism market that once was 130 billion rand strong. William Gumediat said that the unemployment rate is expected to rise to 50% post-COVID-19. Business for South Africa, up to 4 million jobs could be lost. At least a third of formal businesses may go under because of COVID-19. The United Nations Development Programme, in a recent analysis of South Africa economy, said COVID-19 may push around 54% households out of the formal jobs into poverty. According to the World Travel and Tourism Council, the travel and tourism industry contributed to 9.2% of total employment in South Africa, and that the sector contributed 6.9% to the GDP in 2019, but was almost halved to 3.7% in 2020. The Honourable Minister agreed with the staggering drop in the sector by saying that South Africa tourism businesses have been particularly hard hit by the COVID-19 pandemic, and that this market suffers severely. The minister also said that the focus of tourism must change to domestic tourism to be the anchor for this market. Therefore, ensuring the supply side of the market respond by increasing the proportion of domestic travelers into an overall traveler population by investing in infrastructure and ensure that South Africa can afford these prices. And due to Freedom from Plus agree on the concept, we just found a way to achieve such. As the Bible says, pray God that say, hold your bulk at your ear work for the displendor in my honor's work. Het is wijdperig dat het departement van toerisme gesprekken gevoerd het met ander landen om te kijken om toerisme binnen Zuid-Afrika te bevorderen. Wat niet verkeerd is nie, maar die VFP sal graag wil sien dat die departement toerisme met ander departementen gesprek tree en die verskye komitees na om oplossings te vind. Padinfrastructuur, dienste en plaatselijke economieën moet aangesprek word om toerisme te bouwen. Die departement van gezondheid moet die inentingsprogram versnel. Departement Kinsokultuur moet omsien dat erfenisstukke, kunst en sport die nodige zorg ontvang so dat aangewend kan word vir toerisme. En die Departement van Politie sal moet optree om misdaad aan bande te le. Honorable Minister, we can agree that the tourism market is the one sector that was hit the hardest. We can agree that tourism sector was almost wiped with a decline of more than 70%. We can agree that more than half of the business is closed due to the pandemic. And lastly, we can agree that more than 50% jobs in this sector were lost. But the Freedom Fund Plus cannot agree that the department only wants to help black empowered businesses and only assist black empowered tourism market contributors through the Tourism Equity Fund. This is naked racism. Swart werknemers sit thans onder werk om die ANC gedetermineerd is om wit mense uit die ekonomie uit te sluit. Die VF Plus verwerp swart ekonomies bemachtige vooral in die toerisme sector wat groot verlies aan bezigheden en werksgeleenheden gehad het weens COVID. Therefore, the business that wasn't assisted by government had to practice normal entrepreneurship to survive the pandemic in a struggle, struggling economy. The tourism market is in the dire need of new participants and innovative ideas, yet the government make it impossible through red tape and BE to practice competitive entrepreneurship to grow the sector and create job opportunities for all. Honorable Minister, the people that is looking to seek employment, 
do not care about the ANC propaganda and ideology. They want to work and feed their loved ones. They want to generate an income and survive. South Africa's economy is in such a state that every day becomes a fight for survival, especially for those that lost their employment uh, over this iconic lockdown. Black economic empowerment must stop to obtain to, to ensure that everyone can earn a living income to provide for their loved ones. As the market was so hard hit that almost no business survived, and with the government only assisting black empowered companies, transformation had been done. And any business that survived after this pandemic was due to good entrepreneurship, taking risk, and taking on liabilities to survive. Now is the time that the entrepreneurship must be promoted and not ANC propaganda. It is time to create job opportunities, not to limit it due to cater stealing and relief provided and not contributing to the market. Any talks after this pandemic in the sector about transformation in BE will be to punish any non-Blackens of Africa that competed in an open economy and practiced good entrepreneurship. The focus not be on a race to promote the sector, but on a healthy entrepreneurship and a cohesive community to save the sector and job opportunities and to improving the quality of life of all citizens and free the potential of each person. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Member. Uh, the next speaker is the Honorable, the Deputy Minister Tourism. Uh, <clears throat> Honorable House Chair, Minister of Tourism, Mamluko Bayingobane, members of the Executive, members of Parliament, ladies and gentlemen, as we deliver this budget vote, we, we know the path that we have traveled to get here and are confident and proud of our collective resilience and determined on our new path to recovery. We therefore undertake to grow the tourism sector that will contribute to us creating more inclusive and transform South Africa. Our strategy our strategy for this year is anchored around commitment as espoused in the economic reconstruction and recovery plan and the tourism sector recovery plan as outlined by, by the minister. Honorable members, we are proceeding with our efforts to strengthen the local government infrastructure and service to grow tourism and accelerate service delivery through the district development model. Prioritized initiatives from our tourism special master plans will be integrated into one plans for districts of OR Tambo district this year, Eteguini Metro, Peaks Ligaseme district, and Namakwa district. Honorable members, collaboration and commitment are what is left for us. The main objectives of the recovery plan is to ultimately resume and propel tourism operations to the pre-COVID-19 level and in an inherently safe way. As we rethink the, the grading regime of our products and services, we cannot take a break from assuming the quality of our current offering, particularly for the new and emerging entrants. To this end, South African Tourism is piloting a basic quality verification program targeting homestays. 
This will not only ensure quality assured products for new entrants, but also create job opportunities for quality assurers to inspire and rebuild traveler confidence and to enable safe travel, we'll be training 225 SMEs on norms and standards for safe tourism operations. We'll continue to enhance our visitor experience while seeking to advance broader ownership and participation, particularly the historical disadvantaged communities. Because of the mass gathering limitations and measures to prevent the spread of COVID-19, we have witnessed an increase in the hosting of visual and hybrid conferences, thereby by, by impacting the my sector in simpler terms, less travel, less travel and lesser bookings. Events stimulate the, the desirable use and human experiences that technology cannot recreate and will remain the winning chip for, for the recovery of the domestic tourism. Indeed, as we look into the near and long term for, for bidding and hosting major events, we will continue supporting small and medium-sized events to drive domestic tourism through meaningful partnerships. 2020 has been a very difficult year for our young people who were looking forward to enrolling and participating in our various skills programs. Even though some programs could, could be delivered online, were to temporarily suspend training and many in, employers could not take any placement in their establishment. Oliver Regional Tambo once said, and I quote, the children of any nation are its future, a country, a movement, a person that does not value its youth and children does not deserve the future, close quote. To this end, our youth programs in food safety, quality assurer, the chef's training, wine service training program, and hospitality will resume this year. The benefits of this program remain economic relief through stipends, placement in tourism establishment to exposure, and experience and accreditation ranging from NQ level two to NQ level four. In addition to continuing with our educators development program, we are happy to announce that this year we'll host a, a revitalized National Tourism Career Expo after canceling it in 2020. We'll soon be calling for ideas from the industry, the training sector and the learning and the learners themselves on how best they can participate and partner with us in these events. As we reopen our sector anew, we must do that in a reasonable way, fully committed to the sustainability pillars of people, planet, and prosperity. By this way, that our investment in the way we do businesses must be, must be socially inclusive, the ecological footprint, Minimum, while the economic spin-offs are 
beneficial to communities and the greater national world. Our Green Tourism Incentive Program remains our demonstration of our commitment to being steward for the environment. This year, as we continue to implement this program, we'll make it bigger and better. Importantly, in this current era of COVID, responsible tourism means zealous implementing to the norms and standards for safe and tourism operation. Honorable members, the things that we need to, we can do only be done if we have the right people in place. It is indeed imperative that ours is, is an organization of employees of only the highest dedication to the service of the people of South Africa. We will implement initiatives to promote integrity and ethical conduct and strengthen system to detect, control, and eliminate any opposite of these views. The public services, the rigorous framework, and the operational tools for financial disclosures, acceptance and disposal of gifts, management of financial interests, anti-corruption, and the public service code to conduct among others. Ours will, will be to continue to implement them to the latter. Today, the minister and myself will give, were giving you the, this assurance that is what going to happen. So this, this year, as, as on this Africa month, as we celebrate 150th anniversary of Mayor Charlotte McGregor, the colossal of African people, we call upon our musicians, our, our, our sculptors, our poets, our filmmakers, our brand ambassadors to immortalize her by sharing the powerful stories of our country, her own country. We challenge our chefs to make recipes and book and cook and cook books in her in her honor. And winemakers to mix blends to leave an everlasting taste for her legacy. We look forward for sub, to supporting such initiatives when we when you knock on our doors. Honorable members, the road to recovery will be transformative because we can't solve the same, they can't solve the problem in the same way. It, we have to decisively change the face of our transition, of our tourism, uh, and not simply return to the tourism sector where it was before the pandemic. This means our task is not only to build back better, but also to build forward differently. Transformation is not only a fundamental obligation as enshrined in the constitution, it is also imperative of our tourism is to, in order to benefit the, to the creativity, talent, energy, and skills of, of, of South Africa. In order to do this, in order to bring about this change, we need a radical program of action that is restorative, that builds, and that is transformative. Let me conclude by quoting an African proverb, and I quote, when a nickel falls into the deep well, many people will look into the well, but few will be ready to go down after it. Let us all remain steadfast in our collective resolve to strive towards the recovery of the sector. And I thank you.
thank you, Deputy Minister. Thank you so much. Uh, the next speaker is the uh, Honorable M. E. Suka from the ACGP. Thank you, Chairperson. Honorable Chairperson, the ACDP notes with concern the department's focus on radical transformation or transformation versus that of prioritizing the full recovery of the tourism sector. It is our contention that given the significant impact of the pandemic on the sector and the subsequent drop in revenue generated towards the GDP of our country, that the most critical need is to stabilize the sector in order to preserve jobs. We must refocus our energy to bolster national support for domestic tourism and reimagine the sector with a focus on the priorities of skills development and training for young people. This pandemic is similar to a war. It affects all our entire nation, regardless of race. Entire communities, especially in the small towns and rural areas of the Western Cape, are adversely affected by the decline in tourism with even the most agile and robust businesses struggling to remain open and survive the storm. Yet in traveling through our country, you find that businesses in this sector courageously remain open to save families from the poverty line. As the key driver of our economy, this sector employed over 53% of women, a higher proportion of total female employment than any other sector in the economy. The sector also provides easy entry for low-skilled youth, and with a youth unemployment figure of over 50%, this sector is critical in addressing unemployment as a pathway to a professional career that could lead to entrepreneurial development. COVID-19 has radically changed the sector for the foreseeable future. The key factor here is to reimagine the sector and create partnerships with all role players to address our challenges and leverage the opportunities to build together. Government has done enough damage by focusing primarily on the priorities of a few connected individuals rather than the na nation as a whole. If you consider the fact that more than 38% of households are female-headed households, we must then consider the impact of driving policies that further increases unemployment to the benefit of the few. We consider the report of the Auditor General on the Tourism Relief Fund as an indictment on the department. Poor record management and lack of representative controls resulted in people in the employ of the state benefiting from the fund and businesses no longer in operation. The lack of proper controls has a direct impact on those that this government seeks to uplift, our women and youth. The auditor's report, in our view, emphasizes the holes in an approach that fails to view the current situation as a national issue, which requires a whole societal approach. The ACDP wishes to remind this department of the main priorities, especially rural development, to address the biggest challenge we face, poverty and its impact on the most vulnerable. I thank you. Thank you very much, honorable member. Uh, honorable member from the UTM. There's no one there. Honorable Gombe from the GA. Good morning, uh, Chairperson, and to those listening. Parliament is the highest body where South Africans are ultimately political parties. And so it goes without saying 
that if the members of parliament from all the political parties agree on a policy, then the policy should be implemented. And this brings me to a topic I speak about at every single opportunity I get. And that is free star grading for our hotels, bed and breakfasts and guest houses. The idea of free grading was introduced a couple of years ago by my colleague, Greg Crumbach, to the portfolio committee. In the current parliamentary term, it has been generally accepted by all the political parties as a policy which would help business, which would help tourism businesses, uh, to, which would help tourism businesses if it is implemented for them to recover. At first, there was resistance by the minister who would try and convince us that grading is not so expensive and that these businesses do receive discounts, even though it was a couple of thousand rand. I am pleased that over time, she has resisted that argument and that free grading has found itself in the policy review process of the department for consideration. But it's important we are clear, free grading should, should, be, should not be an option for review by the executive, especially when all political parties agree on the policy. It must simply be implemented without delay. Honorable Chair, the entire tourism community has been hammered by the government's lockdown. Whilst every sector of the South African economy was hurt, the tourism businesses were particularly affected. You will recall in the portfolio committee, in the tourism portfolio committee, when we heard firsthand from the CEO of a prominent Cape Town hotel about the devastation the lockdown wreaked on their business as he broke down and cried to all the members. He spoke about having to let go of staff week in and week out, watching loyal staff, some of whom have served for more than a decade, being completely let go and losing everything as they go hungry and try to survive. So shaken was the portfolio committee that the DA immediately proposed a disruptive and effective support package for many of those businesses. This initiative had unanimous support across with all the different political parties. This would have resulted in an instruction to the tourism minister to engage cabinet about free grading, about tax, pay tax payment holidays for tourism establishments especially in municipalities, and even a tax review on public, on, on public flights as just some of the proposals, which even at times when they are not within the, the mandate of the minister, she has an influence in being able to drive them. This matter has still not been dealt with. Our tourism budget fundamentally must reflect our policy priorities. If we implemented just some of these simple positions to help businesses, we could change our budget from one which tries to be and do everything for businesses to one that creates the right environment for business to operate and do what they simply do best. It is the difference between the minister having a one-day cook-off with Somizi because she is somehow promoting tourism and she must go all around the country and everywhere she goes, tourism will happen. And having restaurants that actually thrive and that actually organically promotes tourism sustainably. We have all the potential to be a tourism hub, and it's time our budgets begin to reflect that potential. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Gombe.
Can I check whether the Honorable Jomon Peterson is ready? Yes. Thank you very much, Honorable House Chair. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable House Chair. We will now call Honorable Mpushe from the ANC. Honorable member, your mic, please. Oh, sorry. Sorry for that. Thanks, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, Honorable Minister, Honorable Deputy Minister, Honorable Members, the fellow South Africans, I greet you in the name of the African National and these allies. The ANC supports the budget vote 38. The ANC remains confident of the resilience and ability of the tourism sector to generate the much needed employment for the masses of our people over time. The Bavianskloff Mega Reserve World Heritage Site Interpretive Center and the Leopard Trail Project are currently at 65% and 93% completion, respectively. These projects are testament to the work done by the department as led by the Minister uh, Mamoloko Kubai Ngubane in generating the much needed mass employment for many unemployed people in our country. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought about a lot of change and complexity that have direct impact for the creation of employment in the sector. Creating jobs opportunities has not been easy, but with hard work and cooperative effort, we shall turn the tide over the years. The tourism sector has shown its resilience despite the slow economic growth in advanced economies and geopolitical tensions in some regions. In order to create a more, in order to create a more resilient tourism economy post COVID-19, many countries are preparing plans to support the sustainable recovery of tourism, promoting the digital uh, transition, moving to a greener tourism system and rethinking tourism for the future. Our tourism sector recovery plan provides a good basis for the recovery of our tourism sector, working through multilateral institutions, working through multilateral institutions and platforms such as the African Union's Specialized Technical Committee on Transport, Transcontinental and Interregional Infrastructure, Energy and Tourism, South Africa will pursue an integrated global approach to tourism recovery, as well as draw lessons from global best practices. Our country began phase two of the vaccination program yesterday, the 17th of May, 2021. Our target is to have 130 sites in public sector active by next week, focusing on the population age 60 and above, as well as vulnerable groups. Remaining healthcare workers will be concluded using Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer vaccine. However, the distribution of the vaccine is likely to be uneven. It will also take time to achieve population immunity in many parts of the world. The South government as co-chair of the ACT Accelerator Union, follow courses 
outstanding leadership in his capacity as the chair of the African Union in 2020. Honorable members, the tourism sector will for some months and maybe a few years have to live with the virus. The businesses in the sector experience disruptions as resisted in line with the evolution of the virus. And place jobs. That is why all stakeholders in the sector have to work together. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, your network is slightly unstable. Um, so I'll give you an additional minute. Okay. The ANC supports the recommendations of the Committee on the Budget Votes. In particular, we call on the department and the private sector to work closely together to maximize the impact of the appropriated budget through creation of cooperative partnerships with further implementation of norms and standards for the safe operation of the tourism sector. As a major tourist destination in Africa, we need a thorough policy review process that takes into consideration the principle of responsible tourism, tourism and climate change in order to drive sustainable tourism development and marketing in our country. The review must be accompanied by research into future trends that will drive tourism. With some union, the UN's World Tourism Organization in influencing policy shifts, harmonizing the implementation instruments such as norms and standards for international travel and open skies policy to facilitate air access and regional marketing uh, organization to accomplish regional integration at the strategic level. The pledge made by the president in the state of the nation address to do away with silos in government must be seen through the contribution from other departments in unlocking the cloud that department received unqualified of it in the 1920 in the 2019 uh, 2020 financial year the department has corrected the previous findings which include insufficient audit evidence to the satisfaction of the auditor general we are also encouraged by the independent investigation regarding the irregular, fruitless, and wasteful expenditure incurred on the EPWP projects. And the committee will continue monitoring the financial and non-financial performance of the department and SA tourism to prevent this organization from regression in their audit uh, finding. Good. The NC accepts the revised annual performance plan for 2020-2021 as a result of a budget reduction of 66% due to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. In conclusion, Honorable Chair, as a meant of raising 1,002 our plan to grow the economy and creating jobs. The transformation of investment opportunities in the sector should aim to address the gross inequality experienced by women, youth, and persons with disabilities. This is the only way we can achieve inclusive growth. As the sector begins to understand the value 
domestic tourism, especially in the DA-run Western Cape, they end to cause on businesses to change their business models and prices to admin strategy goal, which is to tip the scales and ensure that domestic tourism is free. Honorable member, your time has expired. I've given you an additional minute. Uh, in conclusion, as Oh, I was about to conclude. Thanks. Thank you very much. Um, honorable member from the NFP, I've been told that Honorable Subisi is no longer speaking. NFP, it doesn't seem as if there's anybody. AIC, none. COPE, PAC, INC, I'm not, I'm not speaking. I'm not speaking. PAC is here, but not speaking. Thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Gomba from the ANC. Thank you very much, uh, House Chairperson. Uh, Honorable Minister and Deputy Minister. Uh, Honorable Members. When President Ramaphosa stood in the National Chamber, in the National Assembly Chamber to address the joint sitting of parliament for the first time. When, the pres when President Ramaphosa stood in the National Assembly Chamber to address the joint sitting of parliament for the first time as the head of state, he said, tourism currently sustains 700,000 di 700, direct jobs and is performing better than most other growth se sectors. There is no reason why it cannot double in size. We have most beautiful country in the world and we are the most hospitable people. During the inauguration state of address three years ago, neither the president nor any living human being could have foreseen by, that by 2020, the entire global travel industry was going to be shut down. Evidently, the COVID-19 pandemic has had severe consequences on tourism sector, with many of people losing their income for extended periods due to layoffs and closure of companies. According to the United Nations uh, Tourism, uh, World Tourism Organization, the tourism sector will return to pre-crisis level only by 2023. Therefore, many tourism businesses still remain at risk while others face the possible permanent closure. As the ANC, we welcome the resolve of government to drive the sector-specific spe recovery plan for tourism. The plan rallies mm -hmm. numerous stakeholders, both in the public and private sector for its full realization the tourism sector recovery plan. We are excited that despite the fact that we are still in the crisp of uh, the pandemic, the tourism sector recovery plan outlines a set of interventions to ignite the recovery anchored in three strategic themes, namely protecting and rejuvenating supply, the reigniting demand and strengthening capability for long-term sustainability. As 
for the as the as the portfolio committee and uh, and parliament, we must continue to support and maintain oversight to ensure the execution of enablers that have been identified. This includes the strategic partnership between government and industry, safety of tourists, airlift capacity, and quicker processing of tour operating licensing, deployment of the vaccine to frontline workers, and stimulating domestic demand through government consumption expenditure. The ANC believes that this plan must be supported by all South Africans across political lines because it will reduce the impact of the COVID-19 crisis on employment by 125,000 jobs. Uh, it, in its attempt to mitigate the financial challenges imposed by COVID-19 on SMMEs, in the sector, the ANC-led government introduced mm -hmm. the Tourism Relief Fund, which assisted 4,000 SMMEs in the tourism sector and further disembarked an additional 30 million in COVID-19 relief grants to tour guides. SMME play a vital role in the tourism sector, particularly in the accommodation and hospitality sectors. It is significant to note that approximately 58% of companies in the tourism industry generate less than 5 million in annual revenue, with about 70% of accommodation and hospitality businesses falling into the revenue bracket. Tourism, therefore, must be seen as the backbone of government strategy of promoting the development of SMMEs cooperatives and mass creation jobs and mass job creation. In the committee, we have noted that South African tourism will continue to work with various tourism product owners and SMMEs to build partnership that enhance our destination uh, brand offering. These initiatives include enterprise and supplier development, that is number one, dedicating 25% of total seats at the SA Tourism Trade Show platform for SMME participants. That is number two. Number three, 10, uh, 100% procurement from triple BEE contributor status from level one to level five. I hope AfriForum is, is listening to that one. 30% of things being uh, SMMEs, 40% uh, for women-owned and 30% for youth-owned and 70% for people with disability-owned enterprises. Honorable Chair, this is transformation that the masses of our people have been demanding from government for many years. We must congratulate our hardworking minister, Mamuloko Kubai, and our deputy minister, for their courageous leadership in the face of the storm of opposition coming from the right wing, oh, anti transformation forces, the, the alliance of the Democratic Alliance and the Freedom Front Plus. We believe that 
the reigniting the regional and domestic components of the sector is our priority at the moment. Even though South African brand continues to be under pressure due to the association with the variant of the COVID-19 virus, first discovered in the country. Honorable member, please wrap up. We look for the tourism and for both South African, for both African continent and domestic tourism seem to be more promising compared to other, to other, other regions. In conclusion, uh, Honorable uh, Chair, COVID-19 crisis is an opportunity to focus on the environmental sustainability of the tourism sector, promote uh, structural uh, transformation, and ensure greater use of technology. All these necessary ingredients towards a more sustainable, inclusive, and resilient tourism sector. The ANC, Honorable Chair, supports the budget vote 38. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Member. Um, Al Jama. It doesn't seem as if there's anybody. Honorable Winkler, you have an extra minute, which was saved by Honorable Gumbi. Honorable Winkler, you I have five minutes. Thank you, and good morning to all colleagues. <clears throat> The blue flag status of three beaches on Durban's famous Golden Mile are likely to be removed shortly as water quality tests revealed E. coli levels in the region of 2000. E. coli indicates the presence of feces. Acceptable readings for E. coli fall within the 200 range, whilst those from Durban's Golden Mile beaches are 10 times higher at 2000. And yes, swimming in water contaminated with feces can make you very sick and is hazardous to children, the elderly, and people with compromised immunity. It is criminal to expose people to these health risks, never mind that we are already in the midst of one of history's worst health crises. Tourism in South Africa is at an all-time low in the wake of COVID-19-induced travel restrictions. The president, this department, and South African tourism have called on all spheres of society to step up, save the sector, save jobs, and have emphasized the importance of tourism to economic recovery. Yet, this department idly stands by while some of our most significant tourist attractions degenerate into filth. The Doozy Canoe Marathon in KwaZulu-Natal, which is considered the world's leading canoe marathon, has been under perpetual threat of cancellation due to water quality concerns. Durban Harbour suffers from a similar fate, with business and leisure seekers describing Wilson's Wharf as a gigantic toilet. How it falls in the KZN Midlands, despite a visit from this committee, remains a squandered opportunity, with dumping, sewage spills and poor maintenance a hindrance to investment and tourists alike. Despite the enormous potential of tourism, there is no sense of urgency to engage COCTA on long-running service delivery failures in wastewater treatment. Thousands of liters of raw sewage pour into our rivers, harbors, and onto our beaches daily, destroying ecosystems, poisoning communities, and degrading key tourism destinations. In 2018, South Africa generated $8.4 billion from ecotourism. South Africa's incredible landscapes, biodiversity, and heritage underpin our tourism offer and must be protected. Ecotourism and green tourism go hand in hand. 
in the department's annual performance plan, green tourism is only briefly mentioned in the form of the Green Tourism Incentive Program. This program has no target besides four adjudication meetings per annum. There's no mention of a budget, a recipient target, and there are no markers to establish the success of this program. This lackluster approach to incentivize green transformation is very concerning. This department also spends millions on EPWP programs that provide temporary jobs, but do not impart valuable skills that lend to long-term employability. It would be far more strategic to collaborate with the private sector in the upskilling of EPWP workers with the intent of training environmental or green officers, officers that could gain meaningful employment in the private sector by monitoring the parameters of green targets, targets which are set out in an incentivization program to accelerate green transformation. Green transformation in the sector is not only driven by global demand, but also by a shared commitment to climate mitigation and adaptation. According to the IPCC special report on the impact of global warming of 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, the effects of climate change on South Africa are projected to be catastrophic. As tourism, we have a responsibility to decrease our carbon footprint, conserve our water resources and biodiversity, and to urgently adopt adaptation and resilience strategies to protect not only lives, but livelihoods. Minister Mamaloko Kubai Ngobane, you have an opportunity now to preside over one of the most progressive green transformations through the tourism sector. This is an opportunity to meaningfully impact on the lives of millions of South Africans. Please do the right thing. Thank you very much, Honorable Member. Honorable Makubela Mashele. Uh, thank you, thank you, House Chair. Honorable members, uh, Honorable uh, Minister and Deputy Minister of Tourism, ladies and gentlemen, the tourism sector remains a labor intensive industry. Thus, it creates a number of the much needed jobs for the economy. In the pre COVID uh, 19 period, the tourism sector was performing very well in South Africa with 10.2 million international arrivals and 81.2 billion revenue contribution to the South African economy. At a domestic level, the country recorded about 28.5 uh, uh, domestic trips and which, which contributed to about 43 billion in the economy. The employment uh, impact was more than 750,000 direct jobs. In addition, the government created a number of public employment opportunities through tourism. Tourism is a multifaceted sector that contributes to a number of other sectors, and it also benefits a myriad of other economic sectors. Tourism products use various forms of infrastructure. This infrastructure may is mainly provided by the government and for the use of the development of tourism and other economic sector. The tourism industry is a wide sector that supports many other related set sectors. This includes, uh, but are not limited to uh, the railway, passenger transport, food and beverage, road uh, transport, air transport, transport equipment, rental, cultural industry, travel agencies and other uh, reservation services. 
all these economic activities and more are interlinked to tourism whilst operating as independent sectors. Accordingly, these economic activities contribute to mass job creation, both in the private and the, in the public employment. These sectors depend on sound infrastructure that is desirable for the success of success as individual economic sectors and collectively as the tourism industry. This infrastructure then facilitates the development of the tourism products that includes seaside tourism, rural tourism, eco-tourism, wine tourism, culinary tourism, religious tourism, cultural and heritage tourism, sports tourism, business tourism, that includes meetings, uh, incentives, conferences and events and many others. It is therefore a crucial honorable members for the department to always have these infrastructure considerations whenever allocating their budget to various programs. The success of the tourism as an economic driver in South Africa depends on the presence of policies and strategies that cater for the needs of all these sectors. In the year 2021 to 2022 financial year, the department will implement a number of these infrastructure projects. Chief among these will be the 30 community-based tourism projects that will be implemented through the country, throughout the country with a budget allocation of over about 573 million. The upgrade and the maintenance of these tourism infrastructure projects will contribute to job creation for the unemployed youth, retrenched youth and women. This will also facilitate local enterprise development as the supply chain will involve sourcing materials from local communities. The committee has always advocated for the improvement of these state-owned tourism projects and their operation to be transferred to local communities. According to the annual plans presented before the committee by the department, in the current financial year, the tourism infrastructure maintenance programs of state-owned assets will be implemented. This will be done to improve the tourism supply in local communities. The infrastructure improvement and maintenance will be implemented in the tourism precincts, protected areas, national and heritage parks, botanical and uh, zoological gardens, heritage sites, and other state-owned assets. This infrastructure development and maintenance work to be done by the department shows a clear link between tourism and the mandate of other, depart of other sector departments. For example, some of the parks were upgraded and, maintain and, and maintenance will be done, belong to the Department of Environmental, Forestry and Fisheries, while others belong to the provinces. This work will be done to improve South Africa as a tourist destination. The tourists do not care who owns what tourism uh, facility. Theirs is an interest in enjoying worldwide class facilities. The, the collaboration among government sectors, departments is thus sacrosanct in offering high quality standard tourism facilities as, as destination South Africa. Honorable members, we as the Portfolio Committee on Tourism also call upon our sister departments and our local government to ensure that tourist sites such as museums, monuments, sites, 
are always maintained and looked after to enhance visitor experience. The department has also faced uh, honorable members challenges in implementing the infrastructure projects. The leadership of the minister employing the efficient and effective methodology of implementation is commendable. In the year 2021 to 2022, the in this financial year, the department will, benef will benefit from using the services of the Development Bank of Southern Africa as an impl implementing agent for the infrastructure project. The outsourcing and the implementation of infrastructure projects to DBSA is a stroke of a genius by the department as the DBSA has in-house built environment engineers who has a wealth of knowledge in implementing such complex projects. This implementation methodology will ensure that the projects are professionally implemented on time and within budget. The number of historical challenges such as ill-conceived project plans and lack of structural integrity of infrastructure project will be a thing of the past. On its own, the tourism sector is contributing massively to, to, the, to the public employment in the country. The department is planning to create about 12,000 uh, work, work opportunities over the medium term through the working for tourism projects with about 4,000 jobs created in, in the year 2021 to 2022. They're working, on, working for tourism project facilities, facilitates the development of tourism infrastructure projects under the expanded public works program through labor intensive methods targeting the youth, women, unemployment, disabled people, persons and SMMEs. The, depart the department honorable members is also facilitating skills development for the wider tourism industry. These training programs as outlined by the deputy minister provide skills development along public employment opportunities. Amongst other training and employment opportunities in the MTF period, the department will be targeting about 3,000 unemployed, unemployed and retrenched youth for the hospitality and youth programs with about 1,000 uh, trained each year for the next three years. A total number of 60 women will be enrolled in the executive development program with 20 trained each year over the MTEF period. The, ex the executive development program has been a resounding success with some women who have previously enrolled having ascended to, to the excellence of management in their various organizations. The department will also train a total of 25 women owned SMMEs in each of the nine provinces through the Women in Tourism a Business Development and Support Program. The multiplier effect is that these women owned SMMEs create employment opportunities for multitudes of citizens. These programs will be implemented over the MTF, MTF with about 75 women-owned SMMEs to have been trained in the year 2020, 2022 to 2023 financial year. These are some of the training programs that provide skills to the economy and to South Africa. Honourable member, please, you can conclude now. 
Honorable yes. members, as I, as I conclude, uh, let me remind uh, honorable members that South Africa belongs to all its people. And we, the people belong to one another. South Africans must be ambassadors of their own countries. We should fall in love with the country's beauty and diversity. This will encourage us to discover more about the beauty and the diversity of, the, of our country. And the South African proud, pride is only guaranteed through this. Honorable member, we support the budget vote that he of the Department of Tourism. Thank you. Thank you very much, honorable member. Honorable minister, you have an additional five minutes, which you saved through the deputy minister and your party, the honorable minister of tourism. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, House Chairperson. Firstly, I'd like to urge honorable members as I respond to read the tourism sector recovery plan. Because in the debate, it is very clear that many of our honorable members have not taken efforts nor time to go through the document. It is important for us to go through because it details, really in detail, the plans that speaks to reigniting tourism, both in terms of international and domestic, what we are going to do. The work around infrastructure, which areas the partnership that we do. So we'll definitely do that, including one of the things that we flag and which we highlighted during the committee was the work that we are doing in terms of bringing back international travelers while we're working towards removing South Africa in partnership with other departments, removing South Africa from the red list. Secondly, honorable members, I think there's continued viewing or perception that when we look at this, we seem to think that uh, South Africans need to continue to be uh, what we call, um, you know, many South Africans, especially those from previously disadvantaged communities, must continue to be workers while they watch others to be owners. The TF is meant to change this landscape. And I think we all need to commit to the transformation of the tourism sector. You can't speak about people wanting jobs. So black people are good for being workers, not owners. And the issue that you want to come up flush to say it's going to be for the few. We have said that we will be open, we will be transparent like we've done previously. That you will be able to see those who have benefited and who are they. And that's why when you look at the criteria, it's very clear that these are entrepreneurs that are looked for. We have brought in credible systems, including the banking system, that will be able to sift to those, for example, if our PEP. Now, I'm not so sure why do we think that previously disadvantaged individuals must remain workers in this country and not owners of products in the tourism space. We shouldn't be having a tourism sector that will look predominantly like we are pre-1994. If we look at various reports, including the UNDP that I always quote, and I thought that members would make time to read that report, that speaks about the face of poverty in this country being a black woman. You can't continue with such situation and think that it is normal and acceptable. As a black woman, I stand, because maybe I'm better off because I'm privileged and I'm sitting in a position of power. But my responsibility is also to lift other women 
to make sure that opportunities are created for those women who were left behind, who are being left behind, as Mama Matlake has asked us to do. When you have an opportunity, get in and lift. And this is about all the women in the tourism sector. The fact that this sector is predominantly by women, it's the participation is by women, more than 70% actually. But go and look for them. Why are they nowhere in being CEOs? Where are they in middle management of these companies that you are talking about? Where are they, both black and white, by the way, why are they not owners of these products? And we think it must be normal. In a country that has majority of the population being women, it can be. It can be business usual. If we are used to sitting around the table and compromising, this is not a point of compromise where black women in this country must continue to be the face of poverty in South Africa. We have to turn the situation around, but it's not only for us. It's for sustainability of this economy. It's for the sustainability of our democracy. It's the right thing to do. Consciously, we all have to agree. It must be done, and it must be done now. The department, in terms of its APP, has clearly outlined, in terms of names, provinces, locations, where we are doing what. So the inclusion of rural townships, you would see it in our work. If you look at the domestic campaign that myself and the DM led, it's predominantly showcasing what attractions exist in rural areas. We've been able to promote the areas that many South Africans have not known. So one of the things I want also to say, the policy proposals that have been raised by various members, it will help that we put them in the policy propose a policy review process. We have started the process. We're looking forward to it. And I want to urge all stakeholders to be able to come to the fourth and assist us in working. Another issue which is a challenge in terms of tourism is that you do have quite a lot of misunderstanding of the role of department, where you find some areas where are not mandates of the Department of Tourism being uh, given to the Minister of Tourism. There are things that belongs to environment that the Minister of Environment will speak to. There are things that belongs to Department of Sports, Arts and Culture, including the heritage, museums and all that. They will be spoken to by the Minister of Arts and Culture as they deliver their speeches. So we do have to remind honorable members, yes, in terms of the interaction between ourselves and various departments, we continue to have conversations and ensure that we have because some of these attractions are assisting us to gain in terms of tourism. But in terms of the responsibility of doing quite a number of things that members are saying we must be able to do, unfortunately, they are not the mandate of the Department of Tourism. So it becomes difficult. We can go and have conversation with them as we do in terms of sister departments, in terms of cabinet and cabinet committees, and what I like is the portfolio committee's approach where they are able to bring provinces as well. They are able to have, you know, sister departments join committees where they call us because in this collaborative efforts, we'll be able to achieve what we need to achieve besides being able to stumble on each other's toes and also conflating on, on each other's mandates. So we do hear a lot of uh, work that has been done and want to appreciate more importantly, Chair, the support from the Portfolio Committee, the members who've been able to support this budget. It is a budget that, yes, indeed, as members have said, it's, it's limited. But as the department, I mean, others 
uh, talk as if we have a huge de- uh, budget as the department. It's a very small department, a very small budget. But what we've been able to do was to be is to be able to say how do we do more with little how do we go and find partners that can assist us to reach even goals that we cannot be able to reach alone so this is what we have been able to do and i want to say chairperson mahuma pelo under your leadership in the portfolio committee we thank you we thank you for the wisdom and the guidance in terms of what you have been able to assist us as the department being able to give us the feedback where we've done wrong where there are gaps we need to fill we do appreciate that i want to also thank the deputy minister uh, as we work together in terms of making sure that we are able to steer the ship in difficult times i want to thank the stakeholders actually especially tbcsa Sato Vito communities that we've been able to meet with, uh, the Restaurant Association. At times, I've been able to call them, even in Christmas on Christmas Day, I called them to say, we need to have a meeting. They have never ceased to respond positively and get to that meeting so that we can be able to find solutions together. So I want to say thank you to all of you, the departmental team, SAT board, together with all the employees in both the department and the, uh, uh, the entity, it has not been an easy year until now. We've worked under t- tremendous pressure. We've been criticized. We've listened to the criticism. We've taken it back as constructive criticism so that we can build a better department, but a better sector. I want also to take this opportunity to thank SAT CEO as he will be leaving us. Uh, he has indicated, I've received an indication from the board that as uh, they will be recruiting a new CEO but he has intended not to stay long due to his own uh, future endeavors, and he will be leaving us at the end of this month. And I want to take this opportunity, Sisanchona, to thank you as the CEO over time of SAT that I arrived and found. Thank you for your hard work and steering the ship, including during this difficult year that we come from. So honorable members, uh, we have taken heed of all the issues that have been raised, both positive and negative, and will continue to improve in our work as the department in a collective effort that we've been. We are who we are because of you, including all South Africans who have heeded the call to say support tourism, support domestic tourism. And that's where we are seeing the green shoots, because South Africans have heeded the call to go out and support the sector. We continue to remain tourism strong, and we shall see the tourism recovery in the future. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Minister. Thank you very much, Honorable House Chair, Honorable Minister, Honorable Deputy Minister. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee. Thank you to all the members who participated in this debate. The House is now adjourned. Thank you.